Does it feel like your engagement is low and your posts are not reaching as many people as you'd like? In some recent coaching calls with students of mine in Social Suite, I've heard so many creators asking questions about low engagement and reach, so you're definitely not alone if you feel this way. But you might be putting too much pressure on yourself to create the perfect content and end up spending hours on content, then feel discouraged when it doesn't get the response that you hope for. But You might need to take a step back and ask yourself if you're creating the content that connects with people. One of the most fulfilling but sometimes forgotten parts of being a creator is creating connections with people online. Guys, I've met some of my best friends on social media without ever meeting them in person. The best way to connect with people is to be authentic and not be afraid to be yourself online. People follow you for you. So it's time to start focusing on content that helps people really get to know who you are. And today we're gonna talk about some ways that you can do that. I'm Kristen Busquet and I've been a full-time creator for over three years and I've brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Today I'm sharing some ways for you to build better connections with your audience. This, my biz BFF, is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 111 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here today. So something is super exciting is happening with the dogs of my household. You guys know that back in, gosh, maybe March, we got a foster named River, and she never left. She is our dog now. We obviously officially adopted her a while back, and we never knew what type of dog River was until we just recently did a DNA test on her. So I'm not going to tell you the results. We should get them back this week. I'm going to share them on my Instagram later this week as soon as we get them. So I'm so excited and I'm going to have a post up where you can guess what kind of breed River is because gosh, I don't know. I feel like I'm torn. She could be so many things. What I do know is that she's really cute and I love her. In other news, this week YouTube announced what they're calling YouTube Create, which could actually rival CapCut. So right now it is currently in beta on Android in select markets. It's free and it basically offers video editing tools, including quote, precision editing and trimming, automatic captioning, voiceover capabilities, and access to a library of filters, effects, transitions, and royalty-free music with beat matching technology. I mean, that sounds like everything that I really could ever need in an editing app. So I'm really, really excited to see YouTube coming out with this. It actually is kind of surprising to me that it took this long, considering YouTube is like one of the original like video apps, right? So I'm really excited to see what happens with this. Hopefully it's out to more uh, markets in the future and pretty soon so that we can try it out. But from what I've seen from people testing it so far, people are really excited. Meta is releasing Meta Verified for businesses. I have so many thoughts on Meta Verified. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I think it's the biggest waste of money ever from people that I know who have just the regular Meta Verified not as a business, just creators or personal accounts. I have heard such horror stories about them trying to get in contact with this, you know, like exclusive concierge that they're going to be offering and they're getting absolutely nowhere. And I think that was a big draw for people. So this seems like really a great uh, investment, but I just don't know if it's going to deliver. It will cost $21.99 per Instagram account or Facebook page if purchased on the website or $27.99 if signed up on mobile, which is so weird to me. Why 
why wouldn't everyone just sign up on the website? But okay. Anyway, they're considering offering a combination package of IG and Facebook verification for $34.99. You'll get a verified badge, impersonation protection, account support, and improved discovery, which the improved discovery, I think we can all say for people who have gotten meta verified previously was something that we were very upset that it didn't end up being one of the features that actually came through when they launched it. So there's saying this now. Let's see what actually happens with that. If you have an existing verified badge, it will not be impacted by this expansion. Curious to hear your thoughts on meta verified for the business or for personal accounts, whatever. I personally just, I don't know. Someone proved to me that it's worth it because right now I'm just not understanding the draw. TikTok has, this is actually really crazy. So TikTok is exploring a partnership with Google to drive search traffic. This totally reminds me of like, if you can't beat them, join them. Because I think we all know TikTok is like taking over Google, right? Like when we're searching for things, we're searching on TikTok, we're searching maybe on Instagram, but maybe we're not really using Google as much as we previously were. As a millennial, I can say that. I think Gen Z probably uses it even less than I do. It would essentially integrate Google search prompts and potentially even results into TikTok's search stream. So for example, when you type in, uh, this was the example they gave, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg into the TikTok search box, results will come up with TikTok videos and a search Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg on Google button. So you'll be able to click that and go to Google search results as well. So they're almost like merging TikTok search results with Google search results, which is honestly a crazy partnership. And if you're still using Threads, Threads is working on the ability to edit your posts within five minutes. So I know that a lot of people were complaining that they wanted to be able to edit the post. I actually think that takes the fun out of it, okay? Because it's got to be just organic and thrown out there for it to be fun on Threads. But you will have five minutes to edit your post and then no more. You would have to delete it or archive it or whatever and repost it. So small news, small piece of news, but lots of exciting things happening in the world of YouTube and TikTok this week. I know that so many creators that I work with have issues with their reach and their engagement. And they always are asking me, Kristen, how can I get better reach? How can I get better engagement? And my answer is never about the algorithm. And today I'm actually going to be breaking down for you what I typically say to people who have this issue. So let's dive right into it. As creators, we have so many complaints about the algorithm and how it is honestly like out to get us. It's always changing. It's confusing as heck. Lots of the questions that I've gotten in recent coaching calls for my members in Social Suite, but also just people that I've talked with on Instagram or comments that I've gotten on TikTok is, oh my gosh, my engagement's so low, or I'm creating this post, no one's looking at it. Why is this happening? And what I find is that your posts aren't really doing anything to connect, right? So we often blame the external factors. And I think creators sometimes have a hard time taking responsibility. And I will say, listen, I'm not saying you should blame everything on you and you're doing a horrible job if you have low reach and low engagement. It happens to me very frequently and I work really hard. So I understand the frustration. But what I'm saying here is that if you feel like you're having these issues, don't immediately blame it on the algorithm without taking a hard look at what you're doing and asking yourself, is there anything that I can do differently? How can I improve my strategy? I think as a business owner, 
you have to be able to look at yourself and your strategy and take responsibility, learn where you can do things differently and kind of be honest with yourself in that way in order for you to actually grow and see success. Now, when we do think about how the algorithm works, you're going to see better engagement and better reach if you are creating content that actually connects to people more, right? How does someone see a post of you in a cute outfit where your caption says, you know, Sunday vibes? How does that connect with them? How does that give them something to comment? Like, I, if I can't automatically think, here's what I should say to this post, then it's really hard for me to actually stop and leave a comment. So the way you can do that is by, first of all, having relatable topics that you're talking about. And we've talked about this in previous episodes, or B, and what we're going to focus on today, having an audience that connects with you. But how do you do that, right? You're like, Kristen, but I'm responding to comments. Like people leave comments, I respond to them, I'm connecting with them. Why isn't it working? I today have four proven strategies that I want you to consider that you can use to build better connections with your audience. And please remember, that's what it's all about, guys. Remember, this is social media, social networking. We're literally here to connect with people. I think over the last few years, as influencers and content creators have, you know, obviously become a huge part of social media, we have made it so like robotic and we've we've kind of like forgotten about the humanity of it. And we're all about like the stats and the numbers and how many followers. And we don't really think about the fact that we are here to literally connect and network with people. So there are a lot of different ways that you can do this, but I'm going to share some of my favorites today. The first thing that I want to talk about today is using Instagram stories. I personally think that Instagram stories are one of the strongest places for you to have great connections with your audience. And there's a few different reasons why. The first thing being Instagram stories are the most casual place for you to post content, right? Like when you have something stupid that you need to share with people that's like so irrelevant and just like funny haha moment that you're like someone needs to see this, it does not go to your feed. It goes to Instagram stories. Instagram stories is like your place to just have fun, no pressure. It'll only be there for 24 hours. Not all my followers are going to watch watch this. Instagram stories are so casual. And so it is such a great opportunity for you to connect with people because you can post things that maybe have nothing to do with like this serious, well-produced content that maybe you're creating. This is your place to just be you, have fun, do not take it too seriously. I actually have to give you a really great example of this. And it's funny because I use this example all the time when I talk about this to my social suite members, but it's just such a great example of how stories can be just so dumb and so irrelevant, but like be such a, a great connection point. So I made an Instagram story. This is probably like a year ago at this point. And I was talking about something that I thought was really valuable. You know, I'm giving some some social media tip as I usually do. And I was eating pickles out of the jar, like those little mini jerkins. 
<laughs> I'm eating pickles out of the jar and I'm giving an Instagram tip at the same time, right? I had literally so many responses to this Instagram story. Almost no one responded about the value that I was giving with this Instagram tip or whatever it was. Almost everyone who responded was just like, oh my gosh, I, I eat the same kind of pickles. Oh my gosh, I eat pickles out of the jar too. Oh my gosh, I'm eating pickles right now. Like the pickle thing was, it became like a thing. Okay. And so I was so shocked by how many people cared about the pickles that this became kind of like an inside joke with the people that I was talking with on stories often. So like we started to share like utensils, I guess, that you could use to pick up pickles out of the jar without getting the, um, the juice everywhere and stuff. And so it became like a whole thing, right? I had an inside joke with my audience. You know, when that pickle sweatshirt came out on TikTok, I, I had like 50 people send it to me. And this was all because I was just doing something that I would normally do. I didn't think anyone was going to point out the pickles, but it was all that people talked about. So don't take yourself too seriously on Instagram, right? Like I post videos of Andrew and I throwing eggs at each other and Nerf gun wars. And those are some of the conversations that people bring up to me time and time again, because they are things that people can connect with. It's very hard, especially if you are considering yourself like an expert in something like a fashion expert, a home decor expert. People are intimidated by that if they don't feel like they are on that same level. And so it's very difficult for them sometimes to respond back to you with an opinion or a question because they're intimidated, even if you're the most approachable person. But if you can talk about things that people can 100% connect on because they're just normal, everyday, average people like you, then it's so much easier for them to build connection with you and feel like they're actually a friend. Instagram stories are the most casual place to post content. They are also the most casual place to engage with others. I would always recommend to start here. Like when you find a new person on Instagram or whatever that you feel like you want to connect with, that you might be friends with, that seems really cool, you really like their content. This is a great way to like slide into the DMs without being weird or feeling like you're being weird. If you can go to those Instagram stories, find something that you want to respond to and start a conversation that way, that never feels weird, guys, right? Like, have you ever gotten a response to your stories from someone you've never talked to before that you were like, oh my God, this person's a weirdo. Get me out of here. I mean, maybe sometimes creepy dudes, I get it. But for the most part, it is the most organic and casual place to start conversations with others. So start here. But there is something that I want to challenge you to do, okay? Because if you're a pro with Instagram stories and you're like, you're the type of person that's like, you know, posting the weird stuff all the time, my challenge to you is the things that you would normally reserve for Instagram stories, post them to your feed, post them to your reels. Don't feel like the content that goes onto your feed or onto your reels needs to be so much more perfect and highly produced and serious than what you post on stories. My challenge is for you to take your IG story concepts and share them to your feed or your reels. The second thing is kind of more of a mindset shift, but this is really remembering that you are the secret sauce. And I say this because I think it's very easy for us to forget that what we do as creators, it's really difficult to get this vulnerable. Like we share everything on the internet as creators and it's very vulnerable what we do. 
And sometimes due to imposter syndrome, it's really easy to feel like we can't be ourselves because we're like, oh my God, I'm I'm not as cool as that person. Or like, what if this person sees it? They're going to think I'm so weird. Oh my God. Like imposter syndrome, I think can get embedded so deeply in our mindset as creators. But remember, it is so vulnerable what you're doing, putting yourself out there as a creator. But here's the thing. This is what we're here for. We want to know you. We don't really care as much about the fashion tips or the home decor tips because we can get them anywhere, right? But we want to get them from you. We want your fashion tips. We want your home decor tips. And the reason for that is, is because you are the only you. Like we, as your audience, have found something to connect with you on. And now you are the secret sauce. We are following your home decor content for you. And so that is something to keep in the back of your mind whenever you're afraid to show up or you're, you think people are going to oh my gosh, they think I'm so weird or whatever. No, like we're following you for you. Be yourself, be weird. Now, especially if you're a business owner, like a creator who has a company or maybe you're a coach or you sell a product. If you're a business owner or you're trying to come off really professional, I think it can be really hard to like throw in more humanized content because we want to like give the tips. We want to do the sales. We want to do the promotions. It can be difficult to throw in content that doesn't feel like it's like directly making a sale or directly going to be something that's going to get you new followers or directly going to be something that's going to like help someone eventually become a customer. It feels like when you're a business owner on social media, you have to have everything be super intentional and purposeful. And if it doesn't feel like it's going to yield quick results, I think we push it off, right? I will tell you in my top six posts in the last three months, these three are in there. Anniversary photos. I posted an anniversary post from Andrew and I being married for a year. I did a June wrap up where it was basically just a bunch of like selfies and dog pics and, you know, places that I went to had absolutely nothing to do with my business, but it was just like, here's cool stuff that happened in my life. And then it was another post where it was a selfie that I took on my iPhone and it was 10 random facts about me. So it was facts about me. It was photos with my significant other. It was a photo dump. It cannot be coincidence that these three posts were in the top six in in my last three months of creating content. Like that's so much content for it to have beat out. And it did because in all three of these posts, I'm showing people me, I'm giving people, you know, stuff that they can't get from just looking at my super professional, here's a tip kind of posts, right? People want to see you. And if there's anything that's proven this to me, it's my stats when I do share something like that. It's almost always in like my top six or my top nine posts. I do challenge you to go back and look at your insights and see if this is true for you as well. One thing I will say, this is something that I've been actually telling myself, like what I'm what I'm giving you here is actually a tip to myself as well. And so I have been thinking about how I want to implement this going forward for the next quarter. My strategy for Q4 is a minimum of one post per week that has nothing to do with my business. It's going to be something about me. It's going to be my dogs. It's going to be, you know, a picture of me and Andrew, a photo dump, whatever, but it's going to be something that has nothing to do with my business. Another piece of proof here, I have had more creators become members of Social Suite in the last two months than in any other months prior. Coincidentally, when I started to shift the type of content that I was creating 
to be more like humanized personal content where I'm telling stories, I'm sharing experiences, I'm getting vulnerable, I'm sharing more of my dogs in this like low production type of content. How is it that that has been my highest sales months, right? Like these are not coincidences, okay? This is proof. People want to see you because you are the secret sauce. Speaking of, my third tip here is for you to not overproduce. How many times have you on Instagram especially felt like you related to a creator who has like this perfect mansion house or is doing a skincare routine with perfect skin or is sharing something but has a perfect like body, all, you know, professional camera. It looks like a TV commercial. I never feel related to those type of creators. Like if I see someone doing like a skincare routine and trying to sell me on a product and they have perfect skin, all I can think of is, yeah, but what about me? Like I have pimples, (laughs) right? And so it's so important that the type of content that you're creating is raw, is real. It doesn't need to be overproduced. And actually a really great example and some proof here for you that this is really what people want to see. I was watching TV the other day and I saw a HelloFresh commercial that was clearly filmed with like an iPhone. It was definitely like a, you know, an influencer creator who was featured in this video. And it was like selfie style video. It felt more like a casual YouTube video than a commercial that probably cost them like five or six figures to create and go live with. Why would a company like HelloFresh that has like more money than plenty of other companies, why would they film such a low production, like casual type of commercial and spend so many thousands of dollars on it if they could have created something that was like Super Bowl worthy, right? That's something to consider, right? People want to see stuff that just feels relatable. I have another story here actually that I think is really important to share with you. I had a food creator who I was working with as a member of Social Suite, which is my private membership community for creators. She was sharing in one of our group date nights where we all get on like a group live video and just kind of like share what we're going through as creators. She was saying that she was embarrassed to create food content because she didn't have this kitchen that had like nice cabinets. Like she was like, I live in an apartment where my kitchen like needs an update. And so she was embarrassed to create that content. And I said, but what if that is the superpower, right? Like people are going to see that and be like, oh, cool. So I don't have to have this like, you know, food network worthy kitchen to be able to create nice recipes and write nice meals. Cause this girl right here is doing it with like, you know, cabinets from the seventies. That is relatable. We want relatability. The other thing here with production that I think is also important to mention is that you shouldn't sound too scripted. Even me right now, when I go through these podcast episodes, I have kind of like an outline that I work from most of the time. And I'll have like, you know, bullet points about like stories I want to tell, but I never write them out word for word. You guys would be able to literally tell that I'm reading no matter how good I am at, you know, like actually reading a script. Your voiceovers should feel natural. Don't be afraid if you stumble over your words for a second. Like if you laugh, if you make funny noises, like that is the kind of stuff that I see, especially in like TikTok videos with day in the life and things like that. Like I love those types of videos. They make me be like, oh my God, I like this person. Like this person and I would get along in real life. My challenge for you with this kind of like don't overproduce concept here is... 
I want you for the month of October, one take stories, okay? Any story where you're talking to the camera, you are not re-recording it. You're recording it once and you're posting it. I don't care if you trip over your words and restart. I don't care if you like, you know, your dog barks in the background, whatever it is, I want you to just post it and see what happens. Like, does the world stop? Does the world end? I can guarantee you it won't. It's probably going to feel weird for you at first, but it's probably going to take so much pressure off of you, which I think is just so important. It doesn't have to be so high pressure all of the time. The last thing that I want to share is kind of my hard truth to you. You have to do the manual labor. Guys, like building a business, especially one that's based on, you know, numbers and engagement and how many followers you have in that type of job, you can't just expect it all to come to you. You can't just create a great video and then, you you know, like let it get views and then your business is built. It doesn't work like that. I'm sure you've realized by now it doesn't work like that. You need to start initiating conversations. You need to be the initiator. And I'm not telling you that you need to engage 30 minutes before your post and 30 minutes after your post. I don't think you need to do this in any set way, but I do want you to remember that this app, all of these apps were originally meant to be used to connect with people. So if, if you're just waiting for everyone to come to you, you may be waiting for a little while. When you find someone that you think is cool, send them a reply to their Instagram stories. You know, like go comment on their posts. Do what you would like to have done to you if you were meeting new people on the internet. You have to shift the mindset from, oh, I have to engage. Oh my gosh, it's so annoying. There's so many comments to answer to, wow, this is crazy that my job is literally me getting to like hang out with people and have conversations conversations with people. You shift the mindset from I have to engage to I get to engage. You're meeting new people. You're connecting over similar interests. Like that is so cool. And I think we lose the magic of that very easily. Overall, when you are trying to build a business as a creator or as anyone selling a product or a service on social media, there is nothing more important, nothing more important than having a great connection with your audience. Spend the time that it takes to do that. Use Instagram stories. Don't be afraid to show yourself. Be real. Be raw. Do the hard manual work. And I can promise you that by following these four steps, you're going to see shifts. You're going to see changes. It's not easy all of the time. It's going to take practice. But this is the fun part, okay? Don't forget that you're here to have fun. Let me know how it goes with the couple challenges that I gave you guys. I I'm so excited to hear how everything goes after you take these steps into consideration for at least a few weeks. My DMs are always open if you have questions and I will see you guys next week. Bye.